Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Basketball and hockey are over. We're going to go full swing into Major League Baseball. Got some UFC fights. I know the NBA offseason, something you can wager on as well. But if you want to place a bet on any of the sports action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Any sport, anytime, 365, 24-7. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Ike, I almost forgot Wimbledon as well. Great tennis tournament as well. So we got you covered. Have a, head over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the king, the lord, the president, and the prime minister of Swag and You, Ike Taylor. IT, recording this on Wednesday morning, 4th of July, is upon us. How are you doing this morning, my man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, Mark. I see you was with your family, uh, checking out your social media, man. How the family doing? Fantastic. The Outer Banks treated us very, very well. I will return. I can't get back soon enough. In my mind, I'm still there, Ike, but I'm excited to see you. It's been more than a week since we've been on here on the Believe in Steelers show. Holiday schedule is going to change some things around, so we're recording a little bit later this week. Next week, we'll be off on Monday on 4th of July. We'll be back later on in the week, so stay with us here on the Believe in Steelers show. But Ike, it was a great weekend. I had a lot of seafood in the Outer Banks. I had a great time. And that Wright Brothers Memorial, too. Everyone should see that at some point. Very, very inspiring what they accomplished. The birthplace of flight, Ike. I like it, Mark. All right. On today's show, got a lot to discuss. Fourth of July, food and drink draft. So we'll go for our top picks for the holiday weekend. Le'Veon Bell is going to fight Adrian Peterson in a boxing be- match. Say that again, Ike. I'll be there. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going to save this. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, Baker Mayfield commentary on the Browns to Sean Watson's disciplinary hearing, but we're going to start our guy, TJ Watt nominated for an SB best NFL player. He'll go against three other nominees, Cooper cup from the Rams, Aaron Rodgers from the Packers and Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. And Ike, as much as I love TJ Watt, I'm telling you right now, I know how this works. If you can place a bet on this, go to betonline.ag and take Cooper Cup. They're going to pick the triple crown winner as much as I love Watt tying Michael Strahan's single season sack record. They're going to go with Cooper Cup, the L.A. guy. It's an L.A. based award ceremony. I would argue T.J. Watt is deserving, but I think that the ESPYs are going to go with the L.A. product and Cooper Cup. Do you think I'm nuts? No, I don't think you're nuts at all. They're definitely going to go with the home team, but it's deservingly that he should get it, to be honest with you. To have a triple crown is hard. He's one of the few to ever do it in the NFL, and we're talking about Cooper Cup. Now, T.J. Watt also is one of the few to do it, and we're talking about Sacks, who tied Michael Strahan. But Jonathan Taylor, too, had an absolutely uh, tremendous season as a running back for the Indianapolis Coast, but it's just going to be hard. Not only I'm in L.A., but I did something no only a few in the history of the NFL ever did when it came down to that wide receiver position. And the ESPYs are in L.A. 
you might as well go out and give me the triple crown and you might as well give me the SP award as well too. That's Cooper Cup. Yes. So the triple crown has only been achieved 16 times in the NFL's 101 year history, only four times since 1970. Jerry Rice, arguably the greatest receiver of all time. In my opinion, he is the greatest receiver of all time. Became the first modern era receiver to do that when he won the Triple Crown in 1990. So Cooper Cup coming off a 2021 season where he had 145 receptions, more than 1,900 receiving yards, and 16 touchdowns. The Triple Crown winner. I'm telling you right now, if you can place a bet on this, take Cup, go on and get your free money. BetOnline.ag, our sponsor. But... I, I'm going to argue for Watt, even though I don't think he will actually win. But here's my argument would be for Watt. And I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. He ties Michael Strahan's single season record for sacks, despite the fact that he missed two games. So he played in 15 of the 17 games. There were three games in which Watt played where he played fewer than 50% of the Steelers' defensive snaps. There was a fourth game in which he played only 55% of the team's defensive sacks. And, oh, by the way, the last two seasons, he's led the NFL on tackles for a loss. So he's not just disruptive as a pass rusher. He's disruptive as an edge player, both in the run and in the pass game. So that would be my argument for Watt because, Ike, we've said this before. Had he played a full season, I don't think it's a stretch to say that he would have gotten a 30-piece, 30 sacks in a single season. That's how good he was a season ago. No, I'm not going to disagree with you, but what I will say, it's just hard to beat the Triple Crown, Mark. It's hard to beat over 140-some receptions. It's hard to beat 1,900-some yards. It's hard to beat 16 touchdowns. And by the way, man, I'm the one that really won us the Super Bowl in that third and fourth quarter when it came down to the L.A. Rams. Like, that's when I woke up. So Cooper Cup not only, you know, did what he needed to do, in the regular season, but when it came down to the biggest game of his life, he played the best at the most clutch times. We we had like three three series where Matthew Stafford, all he did was look for Cooper Cup. <laughs> you know, Sean McVay said, hold on, OBJ is hurt. Man, let me find a way for Cooper Cup. And guess what? Every time they called Cooper Cup, he picked up every time. So and, and they wind up winning the Super Bowl. So it's just it's it's just it's just hard. I ain't gonna say not to give the 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 SB to to Cooper Cup, but it's just so deserving, Mark. Like the man, the man did everything you could possibly want a receiver to do plus more. You know? So that's that's why he got paid what he got paid all season. Like and, and really that's not that's not even enough. It's like how can I pay you more? You know, you done gave me something more than I can ever imagine. You know, you gave me what you gave me in a regular season. You balled out during the playoffs. We get in the biggest game, the biggest game where everybody in the American world watched the Super Bowl in that third and fourth quarter, especially in that fourth quarter when it came down to like the last three drives, you just took off. And you don't say a word. You hand the ball back to the referee, you go out on celebrate with your teammates, and you go to the sideline. Now, once I get on once I get on the intercom with you and I get you for a post game, you break it down like a coach. Like, Coop just different, man. But he, he showed why he was different this year. And I love TJ. If TJ would have played all 17 games, I mean, we talked about this on our show, Mark. TJ, TJ probably would have got close to 30 or, or, or 30 sacks. He would have broke the record easily. But he missed it too. But at the same time, man, it's just, it's just, it's just hard not to give Cooper Cup that aspect. 
I'm so happy you mentioned the Super Bowl title as well. We can't discount that. And he's an offensive player in an offensive league. Like the league has changed, whereas before, I mean, we know the importance of defense, Ike, but the obsession with fantasy football and everything too. Now, Rodgers and Taylor. I had this discussion yesterday, Mark. Mm -hmm. The league changed for the regular season on the offensive side. When it comes to the playoffs, it's all defense. And the reason why I say this, Coach LeBeau didn't open his playbook until we got to the playoffs. And everybody, oh, the league, it's, it's, it's an offensive-driven league. No, it's not. Because if you look at if you look at what the score was with San Fran and Green Bay in the playoffs, it was like 13 to 10. If you look at if you if you just heard, if you look, if you heard Sean McVay when they did the LA Rams documentary. When he was asking for the big plays, he wasn't saying Matthew Stafford. He wasn't saying Cooper Cup. He said, AD, I need you. AD, I need you. AD, I need you. That's Aaron Donald I'm talking about. When you look at when you look at what Tom Brady did in that year, we first came to Tampa Bay, but they wound up playing the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But that was all defense. So, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's an offensive-driven league for the regular season. But when you want to win championships and it comes to the playoffs, that's when the defense wake up. Taylor talking some Wednesday wisdom. Unbelievable, <laughs> Ike. That was well said. No, that's I had this yesterday and, and, and I kind of thought about it and I broke it down just like how I just broke it down right now, Mark. The other two nominees, Aaron Rodgers, had a very good regular season. Jonathan Taylor, more than 1,800 yards on the ground. My argument would be this with Rodgers, I just don't see them giving it to him, especially given that the other Cooper Cup won the Super Bowl. And then Taylor, nice 1800 yard season. But looking back at previous SB winners, if you're not going to give it to a player when he eclipses 2000 yards, why would you give it to a player when he eclipses 1800? Not to take away from Taylor's season, but right. no, just looking back at history. Right. No, no, no disrespect to uh, Aaron. Like, what? Aaron Rodgers starting to look like a regular season quarterback. That's 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 what he's been doing, looking real good in the regular season. Oh, playoffs ain't been looking too good for AR twelve. Jonathan Taylor, there's no disrespect, but eighteen hundred yards is you know not a lot of people don't get to see eighteen hundred yards as well too. I know that two piece that mm -hmm. two thousand sound better than that eighteen hundred, but you just said the best. If you couldn't give the man who had two thousand yards, you know. An opportunity to get the ESPY is it's hard. It's hard to give it to a guy who has 1,800 yards. And there's no disrespect to, to mm -hmm. Jonathan. You know what I'm saying? But that triple crown, man, I, I think you you nailed it on the head when we first got on the show, Mark. That triple crown, I'm that ESPY is going to go to Cooper Cup. I'm just trying to put some pocket into the coin for our listeners and viewers. Like, so if you could get on this bet, I'm telling you right now, take Cooper Cup, maybe throw it into a parlay because it is inevitable he will win the ESPY. And we'll look back here. Later this summer, when they actually have the award ceremony, I'm going to say, hey, I told you so. Uh, one other player in the AFC North nominated for an SB award, and that's Joe Burrow for Comeback Athlete. And I think he's got good odds to win. The other nominees, yeah. Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors, Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles coming back from cancer, and then Diamond DeShields from the Phoenix Mercury. I think Burrow's got a very good chance to win that award too. So maybe make a parlay. Cooper Cup, best NFL player, best comeback athlete, Joe Burrow. We'll keep it in AFC North a little, uh, a two-piece parlay, if you will, Ike. Yeah, 
I bet on I bet on Joe to come back play. I bet on Joe. And the only reason why, even 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 though I just thought about it, like Clay, they just won a championship, so it's 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 hard not to. But I I don't mm-hmm. think it was the old Clay Thompson when it came down to these playoffs pushes for the Golden State Warriors. I know for a fact, and it's proven, if if Joe Burrow didn't wasn't quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, they wouldn't have made it to the to the Super Bowl. And that's that's how good that young man is. So if 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 this was Steph Curry comeback mentioned, then I say Steph will have it over Joe Burrow because Steph is like the guy over there. And he's the reason why they won it. But it's Clay. And this is no disrespect to Clay, but I'm going to take Joe Burrow over Clay right now because Joe Burrow has been consistent. He's the starter and he's the it factor for the Cincinnati Bengals. I hope that they actually do this based on merit and not based on, okay, ESPN has a lot more NBA programming than it has NFL programming. And this ceremony will be in Los Angeles. Golden State Warriors are a California team. Let's listen, do it based on merit. Give the the award that whoever picks this truth serum. It's got to be Joe Burrow coming off an ACL, 51 sacks in the regular season, won a postseason game, despite the fact that he got sacked nine times. I was thinking about this because we've talked about this here on the show. Is there any other quarterback in the league who could get sacked nine times in a playoff game on the road against a number one seed and go on and win the same game? Because there might be one or two. There aren't many. I don't know if there are any in the league that would be able to do that. And Joe Burrow did it. It's the composure, Mark. Like, usually when, when we, we say usually as players, when quarterbacks get sacked and they get hit hard and early, they kind of start seeing ghosts. So they, 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 get, they get the itchy. They get the itchy feet. They 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 get to reading their uh their progressions real fast and 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 not waiting and anticipating because they scared of keep get, keep keep getting hit. Joe Burrow is just like, hey, it's just part of the game. That, that's that's just attitude. Okay, you sack me. It's just part of the game. Like I'm not going. I'm not going to waver off my movement. I'm not going to try to rush my progression. I'm just gonna let everything it's 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 ebb and flow with him. Okay, y'all got y'all shots on me. I'm gonna get my shots on y'all. See, I, I, my personal opinion, I think Joe look at it like a boxing match. Like, okay, we got 12 rounds. They beat me the first four rounds, but after that, I got eight more rounds left. I'm about to smoke y'all. So that's it's just Joe has a a unique ability to kind of tune out my personal opinion, Mark. To kind of tune out what we think he should feel like. If you hit Tom Brady eight times, and Tom Brady is a statue, he's not the goat. And the reason why I say statue, every 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 stadium should have a statue of Tom Brady. That's how I feel about Tom. Brady. <laughs> but you hit Tom Brady nine, <laughs> be an issue. You hit Aaron Rodgers nine times in the game, it's going to be an issue. It's just the ability of Joe Burrow just to overcome, overcome past adversity. That's just what the young man do. Like the good man dropped him on earth just to play quarterback and stay cool, calm, collective, and smoke a Ike Taylor one of a kind stogie. That's just what Joe Burrow is. I love the shout out to the Stogies. As always, we'll put your social media info in the show notes, Ike. So if people are interested 
they can check that out. The one of a kind cigar line. I, I love that. It reminds me of Ben earlier in his career too, Ike, because when he was retiring this last year, it was, I believe it was ESPN put together this piece where they talked to a bunch of former Ravens players about what it was like competing against Ben Roethlisberger. And I think it was Bart Scott who said like he absolutely tattooed, annihilated, crushed Ben Roethlisberger. And he gets up and it like would have broken any other player, any other quarterback. Ben just gets up, probably in an immense amount of pain, shrugs it off and goes next play. And what that does to demoralize an opponent when it's that relentless pass rush. And remember, back in the day, I you could get away with a lot more defensively than you can now in terms of the protections that are in place for player safety and specifically the quarterback position. So I kind of liken it to how Ben was earlier in his career because he was able to shrug away defenders, get get guys off of him, and it was hard to take him down. And he was able to endure a tremendous amount of punishment, a lot more so than other players and other quarterbacks in this league. I think Joe Burrow has that quality, no doubt, and he's going to be even better this year considering, and again, broken record saying this, but Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa – along their offensive line are going to be tremendous upgrades for a Bengals offense that was tremendous a season ago. You keep Burrow clean this upcoming season, and that Bengals team is going to be even better. It's going to be scary, Ike. Yeah, what Seven, what seven did, in, in my era, Mark, Tom Brady, Brett Favre was a tough son of a gun. Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers was a tough son of a gun. Um, but no, but no, you gotta be, you gotta be Big Ben to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, his toughness is unmatched. Like Big Ben, the man played hurt a lot throughout his career, a lot, and I've seen a lot of quarterbacks sit down over some okay stuff. Seven ain't sit down unless seven was really hurt. Like seven, you had to sit seven down for surgeries. Like the only reason why seven might have sat down is because is because he had is because he had to have he had to have surgery. That's the only reason why seven might have sat down. So for me, in my era, out of all the quarterbacks I didn't name, if it Big Ben is the only Pittsburgh still. Like oh, it's 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 only only Big Ben, and I love all these quarterbacks. And that, damn, near every quarterback that says the Hall of Fame quarterback, but only seven was meant to play in Pittsburgh because of his toughness. And I've heard Terrell Suggs, Bart, uh, Bart Scott, um, who else? Ray. I heard even Ed Reed. We talk all the time. Like I I asked and I heard him say like, "Bro, seven, you, you can't you can't break his spirit." Like they, they tried, they tried, they tried. And he was right back in the day when the rules wasn't as lenient. Oh. You know, they they tough now. Like I'm talking about, you know, it's 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 twitching home a little bit, slamming the ground and seven seven was made to play in Pittsburgh. Just, that's just my personal opinion. I'll leave it at this. I for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and watch America's game, either <laughs> Super Bowl run that you had from uh, the first Super Bowl, Super Bowl 40 or Super Bowl 43, go back and watch in the physicality. I, it's like watching a different sport compared to 
what the NFL is now here 10, 15 years later. So go back and watch that and watch the physicality of the game. And to me, it was almost as if you're playing an entirely different sport for what was allowed for players being able to hit each other in the physicality in the league, which doesn't exist nearly to the extent that it does now. No, I agree. We need need to move on. Uh, Deshaun Watson's disciplinary hearing expected to continue today. So we are recording this on Wednesday. Not a whole lot of information came out on Tuesday. Now, there are reports out there that Watson is going to be suspended indefinitely. He's going to be suspended for the, at least the entire 2022 season. And people need to start watching and listening to our show, Ike, because this is something that we told you was going to happen. And Ike, this was one of the questions I had where if you're in Roger Goodell's shoes, what do you do in terms of making a decision? And some people might say, well, an indefinite suspension, that's unprecedented. And it, it is actually, we saw it two years ago, um, not to compare the allegations with Watson, but to say that indefinite suspensions have happened when right. the league suspended Miles Garrett for the helmet swinging incident against Mason Rudolph. So I, I want to just put this here and we're talking about the NFL's perspective of this. I don't want to underscore the seriousness of the allegations against Watson, but as it stands right now, I, uh, we told you that this was a possibility that could happen. I don't want to say too much more. I would expect him to face a suspension if not season long and indefinite suspension as these hearings continue. Um, but a lot can change. And a lot of this is fluid. Ike, and I'm, I'm afraid to say definitively one way or another, something that could happen because by the time this episode comes out, we might know more information as well. So sure. it's a fluid situation knowing that, and that's expected to continue today at these hearings. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think it's leaning towards now what you said earlier, Mark, they're going to get them for the year. And he's going to appeal. He probably come back during the half break of the season. That's that's just what it's what it's going to be. Um, that's just my overall opinion. Um, I, I was thinking, I was thinking 10, 10 12 games. He come back at six to eight. It, it, it's going to be a year. They are going to go ahead and put the helmet down for a year. He's going to appeal it. He's going to appeal it with the NFLPA, and I think he come back halfway through the season. Yeah. Well, and so again. I kind of want to leave it here. Now, again, just to catch you up, Watson settled with 20 of the 24 women that have civil lawsuits against him. He's been accused by 25 women of actions ranging from sexual assault to inappropriate behavior during their uh, massage sessions. So we'll see. The Texans are also now part of that lawsuit, which is important because at least for some of the sessions, they helped arrange a place for Watson to do it at at an athletic club and considering that they were involved in some capacity with Watson's non-disclosure agreements that he would have the women sign as well. Also important considering because if the Texans are involved in this in terms of the monetary damage that damages that the women can seek, the Texans franchise is valued at $3.8 billion based on the latest Forbes valuation. So Again, we're going to see how all of this unfolds. Grand jury has decided not to charge Watson criminally, uh, at Which, least to this point. That was huge. Say that him. again. I'm say that, that was, again, Ike. That was huge for the grand jury not to charge him criminally because that did he for sure wouldn't have been in the league. Yes. Yes. Now, again, with these civil suits, because the women are seeking monetary damages, the burden of proof is much lesser on a civil suit than it is a criminal. Uh, a criminal 
trial. And if this does end up going to trial, I, it won't happen until 2023. So again, we'll see how all this plays out. And again, from the NFL standpoint, the hearings are going to continue today. Again, by the time you hear this, we might know more information. So we'll move on from the, uh, the Browns perspective. I, I saw that Baker Mayfield spoke with media members at his football camp in Norman, Oklahoma, saying both sides have moved on. And I couldn't help but chuckle to myself because I know the Browns signed Jacoby Brissett in the offseason. Baker Mayfield is still under contract for a full season with the Browns. So it's like, I know they haven't been able to make a trade. There have been discussions with the Panthers. I still think that that's a possibility. But I want to see how this Mayfield situation plays out to where if the Browns just decide to let him go for nothing, Oh my gosh, a former first overall pick in the back in the 2018 draft. He's due $18.8 million, but the Browns have not been able to find a trade partner for the 27-year-old quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I mean, depending on what happened this week with Deshaun Watson with the ruling from the NFL, it's a strong possibility that Baker Mayfield will be the starter for the Cleveland Browns. If- <laughs> He can't. He cannot miss training camp because that'll forfeit his money. So I know he don't want to do that if they don't release him before. He was the starter last year, and we're talking about Jacoby Brissett. I'm gonna take Baker Mayfield right now over Jacoby just cause. He was hurt last year, had surgery. Now he's back. He's he's fully healed. He took a lot of criticism coming from um, OBJ dad. And not OBJ, but OBJ's dad with the video from last year. He took a lot of criticism from us as well, from the media. And he still was able and still wanted to play ball, even though he was hurt and injured badly. So throughout all this, yeah, Baker said both sides kind of mutually wants to move on or will move on, but not right now. Y'all can want to move on if y'all want to, but not right now until we know what Deshaun Watson what the ruling is with Deshaun Watson, you're still in Cleveland. And depending on what the ruling is for the Deshaun Watson, you have a strong possibility or you will be a week one <laughs> Cleveland Brown starter. That's my personal opinion because Baker don't want to mess this up. That still give him an opportunity to build his resume, to show that he can bounce back one from his injury and everything else that has happened around him. Two, it'll be better for the trade. So, I'm working on my money and my trade deadline, and I'm getting my $19 million anyway. I'm not going to let that 19.8 go. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm, – mm-hmm. and I'm building my resume, and I'm showing y'all that I'm more healthier now, and I'm more mature, and I'm more mature. I even saw I even saw this little uh, clip. Like, you can you kind of tell he's, he's getting into being a professional and talking like a professional quarterback over everything that has happened. Now, this had to happen for him to get to that point, but some people never get it. Hopefully, it's looking like Baker Mayfield gets it now. And I thought we were here two years ago leading up to the 2020 season where he leads the Browns to the playoffs for the first time in like two decades, won a playoff game against our beloved Steelers, and the Browns hadn't won a playoff game before that until January 1st, 1995. But Ike, Mayfield back in a Browns uniform to start the yeah. 2022 season. I say this from personal. I say this from personal experience, Ike. It's almost like getting back with an ex-girlfriend or another analogy I would make is 
you know, trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. It's like, how did we even get to this point? But this is a very real possibility because if Watson is gone for the season, the Browns are in a position to win right now. Look at every level of their team, the talent that the Browns have. They thought they were right there because they almost knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs two years ago in the playoffs. And they were right there. If they're a quarterback away, Mayfield might be the best guy in the final year of his rookie deal, especially if they can't find a trade partner suitable to what his value is. I'm with you here, Ike. I think we've gone too far in the other direction in terms of assessing Mayfield's value. And if the Browns don't feel like that's there, maybe they let this ride out to say, we want you back. But man, again, it's like putting toothpaste back in the tube. Just given yeah, everything that's happened, it would be a crazy, crazy scenario. Yeah, but, but he's built for this. This is exactly what make, Baker Mayfield is built for everything he's going through. That's his personality. He's built for it. Just look at his college career. He was a walk-on. He went to, was it Texas Tech? For what, what college? Texas he went? Tech before he went to Oklahoma. I- Oklahoma. Had to prove and show out. Then, then had to prove and show out. Wind up? Did he win the Heisman? Yeah, of course. Wind up, wind up winning the Heisman. Was he the first pick in the in a draft in twenty eighteen? Yes, sir. Wind up being the first pick in the in it. So I go from being a walk on to winning the. Hold on, I go from being a walk on, transferring to another college, winning the Heisman. To a first round, first pick in the first round, and take and taking my team three years after to the playoffs, and we go and beat the historically good team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we had problems with since I've been watching football as a kid. I go out there and I beat them at home. Let me let me piggyback off this too. Like different head coaches, different offensive coordinators different general managers than than initially drafted him when he joined the Browns in 2018. Then y'all get Deshaun Watson, y'all pay him, y'all guarantee him 240, and y'all want me to be cool with it, but y'all knew I was playing hurt the whole whole year. Yeah, I might, might, my my post-game interviews might not be right. I might not be as strategic as I should be when it comes down to the podium. I understand that now. Well, man, I'm built for this. Man, you know, I need some more. I need y'all to sign another quarterback for 240 because Baker Mayfield is built for this. I'm talking like Baker Mayfield. If you just look at what he has been through before the NFL and how he acts and how he responds and his personality, it's Baker Mayfield all day. But don't let you let Baker Mayfield get on the field this year. If they let Baker Mayfield get on the field this year, it's going to be some problems, I guarantee you. All right, I, we need to send you with Mayfield when we're renegotiating the progressive commercials. Let's order a new season of Baker Mayfield on the progressive commercials and Ike in that negotiating room. We need you there with him because that's heck of a case on behalf of Baker Mayfield. I actually kind of like him in the progressive commercials. Other people don't, but I think that they're entertaining. And look, if the whole NFL quarterback thing doesn't work out for Baker Mayfield, I think he has a future either there maybe as a commentator, because like there is something about him when he oh, is yeah. playing right. And on the back half of the 2020 season, 
he was playing as any as good as any quarterback in the league, Ike. And it's not to say that, okay, can he do that for a full season? Can Correct. he stay off social media when he doesn't need to be responding to people like us or Colin Cowherd to do what you need to do to be a successful NFL quarterback? And he is best when his back's up against the wall, Ike, like you said, with everything he's overcome in his career. Man, if he's back in a Browns uniform week one of the 2022 season, it's almost July, Ike. And the hair standing up my on my arm just thinking about this because if you would have said this weeks ago, I, I would have thought you were nuts. Depending on what happens with Watson, this is a possibility because right. if Watson's gone for the season and you're the Cleveland Browns and you're loaded at every other position, are you really going to yeah. roll out with Jacoby Brissett week one of the no. 2022 season? Bring him back. back. We'll see what happens. Ike, to the boxing ring, where your former teammate Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson are going to be boxing in an exhibition match July 30th at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. Ike, you're going to be there. This is going to be incredible. I'll be there. I, I told Le'Veon. I told Le'Veon. I told him I'm going to be there. He said, pull up. So that's, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go ahead and slide out there. Going on support my old teammate, man, because this he he's been doing this for a while. For he he's been and now he's really seriously getting into it. So I was telling people, man, like I I think I had the lowest body fat percentage. I was like at a three point seven, and Le'Veon was like at a four a four point a four point something. Le'Veon was like a four point or five, whatever. The next year, we get a training camp. The next year, I'm like at a 3.7 again, but I say I'm in second place. I'm like, man, who beat me with the body fat? They said, Le'Veon. I said, man, get the heck out of here. They said, yeah, he's at 3.0. I said, what What in the world? Like, the dude didn't shred it up. Like, that's how competitive he was. All he did, all he did was drink water and fruit. That's That's all he did. But um, he's into this boxing now. So, you know, boxing, you got to watch your weight. You got to stay You got to stay in shape. You got to stay healthy. So that won't be an issue for him. Um, Adrian Peterson, from my personal experience, going against him and see him, he's just a freak of nature. <laughs> so that's, that's exactly what he is. Like, he just wake up shredded, don't have to lift a weight in the world. You know, big calf muscles, uh, lean, got a 12-pack, not an eight, not a six. Got a 12-pack, but he just wake up like that, just getting out of the bed. So this is this going to be a good one, but I got Le'Veon all day. I'm going to go to betonline.ag and make sure I put some money on Le'Veon Bell. Yes, Le'Veon Bell is actually the favorite, Ike. And I thought early on I put on a poll on my Twitter account saying who's going to win this match. Adrian Peterson has more name recognition nationally, so everyone's like, oh, AP. Then I looked at their playing weights. They're both 6'1". Adrian Peterson listed at 220. Le'Veon Bell was 244. Yeah, so AP, AP. a little bit bigger. He's yeah. much younger oh. than AP as well. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. so Le'Ve- I was surprised about that. But Le'Ve- like, I don't know what AP does. I don't know his boxer resume, but this will this what Le'Veon do. I'm, for sure, this will Le'Veon do. And he is naturally Le'Veon is a big. He got a big base. He got tree trunks as 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 legs. So um Adrian Peterson is more cut like me, lean and cut, but he's just a bigger version of an Ike Taylor. Like he the dude is the dude is built real well. But Le'Veon is built well too. He's just naturally 
if he wanted to be 250, he can be 250. It'll be hard for Adrian Peterson to get up to 230 and not have problems with his back, so his, his back or his knees. But that's just the natural weight from Le'Veon Bell. Now, we shall see what Le'Veon might come in at 230. Or if he really won't look good and show his body off, he might slide that thing at 225. But, yeah, I'm going to take Le'Veon all day on that one. Yes, much younger, Ike, 30 years old, Bell. Peterson, the former league MVP, 37. And, again, Bell's actually favored if you look at the odds. Now, I know Peterson's, like, renowned to have a death grip of a handshake. And I've got a bunch of quotes here of people who have talked to him, who have interviewed him, who have been teammates with him, where it's just like he could easily break your hand just based on a handshake. So I know Adrian Peterson is strong as hell, too. But I can't wait to watch this. Go ahead. We call them old people hands. We call them old mechanic hands. (laughs) If you you look at them old down south mechanics, where their hands just all cut up, they don't use no gloves, they knuckles big as hell. That's 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 AP. Like AP got that old, that old, <laughs> them old people hands, man. That that old death, bro. That's something else. Like uh when this is all said and done, we should take both of our body fat percentage and we'll see if I can get down to the three percent. I gotta get on the Ike Taylor diet. Yeah, I just I just I just did my uh body fat. I was sitting at 5.7 pretty good Ike that, that, that's pretty 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 good um see if there's anything else here so again this fight will be on July 30th in LA comes after and a Frank Gore fought Darren Williams so a lot of athletes kind of crossing over into the boxing ring now too and you're talking about two players who could still probably play in the NFL somewhere if they wanted to but i'm excited to watch this and it started out as a rumor where it's just like oh okay maybe we'll have some fun with this but this fight's actually going to be happening ike and uh it's no, it's, it's going to be fun it's official because so uh it was supposed to fight somebody else somebody else backed off so they wind up getting laid on all right all right and ike taylor's going to be in the building so as we get closer to that ike we'll bring that back up on right. What your experience is out in La La Land. I'm really looking forward to that. And speaking of which, Ike, the holiday season is upon us. Fourth of July is on Monday. So I thought it would be fun. You could pick, I don't know, somewhere between three to five foods each. I will let you have the first pick. Food and drink, what's on the table for Fourth of July and the Ike Taylor household? I'll give you the very first pick, and we can kind of go back and forth on the merits of what you what? want to eat and drink on our nation's our nation's birthday yeah well you know i, I don't i don't eat meat so when it come mm-hmm. down to, to thanksgiving my mom would usually do me like a seafood gumbo but honestly i'm a side guy i'm i'm a, give me the i'm a, i start off with dessert so give me the bread pudding give me the white vanilla cake with the ice cream give me the sweet potato pie that's how i'm gonna start off i'm, I'm waking up in the morning i'm start i'm starting off like that then throughout the day i'm gonna I'm pick on i'm gonna pick on the, the baked macaroni and cheese I'm gonna pick on the cornbread. I'm gonna pick on the collard greens. I'm gonna pick on uh, the mashed potatoes that my mama, the, the smothered like baked mashed potatoes my mama them do. Um, I'm gonna pick on the uh, I'm gonna pick on the casserole. She do me a seafood casserole. I'm gonna pick on all that. So really, I'm a size guy. You don't really entree me, but for Thanksgiving, I start off with dessert. I pr- I promise you, I start. I I get down to about 170. I go work out of the gym. 
for about three hours, getting down to about 170 mark. So I can have that 10, so I can have that 10, that 10 pound look, <laughs> that 10 pound window. Gee, boy, I'd be good, boy. Boy, I'd be good. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be good, I'd be good. But that's how I start off, though. I like how you just act as if you could just shed off lard and drop 10 pounds like that. But Ike Taylor doesn't play by the same rules as everyone else. Easy. So you picked mac and cheese. Mac and cheese was on my list. I'm telling you this right now, just some advice. Show up to any party with shrimp cocktail, you'll be the hit of the party. Anywhere I've gone for any occasion, you show up with a shrimp, uh, shrimp tray and shrimp cocktail. That needs to be on my list. Corn on the cob as well, like you said you liked sides. Give me some nice grilled corn on the cob. Yeah, you can go with the burgers and the brats and the hot dogs, maybe some steak, maybe some chicken. I'm telling you this right now, kebabs, Ike, and I can put anything on them. I can put your seafood on them. I can put chicken kebabs. I can put beef kebabs. I've got a marinade kebabs, and it's crazy because I know I'm old now, Ike, because – Mark, I don't mean to cut you off. I haven't had a kebab, a seafood kebab in a minute, bro. Oh, that's easy. And I've got my own marinade too, Ike. And I'm telling you this right now. Here's how I know that the dish is good. I used to be the pickiest eater as a kid. My favorite part now of the kebab is the onion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a garlic onion guy all day. Yeah, yeah give, give me that all day. All day. So Very- get some kebabs and then Ike I drinks. You. I mean, we can go can mix in some whiskey. We can do margaritas, get some nice light beer. Uh, I listed four beers. Bud Light's just a classic. I went to school in Missouri. All of my St. Louis friends would give me right. grief if I didn't mention Budweiser. I love right. Boulevard Wheat. It's a Kansas City beer. 312 is another wheat-based ale out of Chicago. And then give me some Liney Kugel Summer Shandy as well. So you got those four. And between the two of us, between Ike and I, I think you have a pretty – good food spread there. So again, Bud Light, Boulevard Wheat, 312 Summer Shandy. We're ready to roll. We're going to have a great holiday. Yeah, that was Ivan was just called. But nah, I mean, your taste is, I'm I'm a side guy. I forgot the candy yams too. You got to put the candy yams in there for me as well. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely a side guy all day. Uh, But I, I, I would nibble the whole tray of baked macaroni and cheese by myself. Oh, yeah, let's mix in and the secret to that, Ike. You mix in some shrimp or some lobster and get the breaded the breaded onion, uh, uh, excuse me, the, the breaded oven crusted on top of the mac and cheese, nice layer, and it's over. I'm with you there. I love mac and cheese. 100%. Listen, let us know in the comments if we forgot one. I'm sure we forgot a dish of some sort. Of course. Let us know in the comments. So I hope all of our viewers and listeners have a great holiday weekend we'll be back I believe we're recording on uh tuesday or wednesday the following week so we'll sort that out we will not be back on monday because of fourth of july ike i hope you and your family have a great holiday weekend though uh this upcoming weekend and you're going to be in north carolina so yeah i'm going to get the chance to see you in person it's going to be great you need to come pull up my mom house bro absolutely absolutely it you're the absolute best i want to thank you i want to thank the Believe Network, I also want to throw in our producers at Brinks TV. I want to give them a special thanks, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, Lucy Odin, and producer Yinsi. Today's sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show is betonline.ag. 
And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. I know it's the offseason, but we're going to keep rocking all offseason long as we get closer and closer to the start of training camp and the preseason just a few weeks away here. Make sure y'all give us, uh, make sure y'all rate and review us at a five star. Give us that five piece, man. We appreciate everybody just tuning in. I second everything Mark said because this is the Believe, uh, <clears throat> this is the Believe Network family. So we're not nothing without everybody working behind the scenes. So I appreciate everybody who has been working behind the scenes. And I hope everybody have a good 4th of July as well. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Have a terrific 4th of July. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.